Hey everybody, thank you for checking out the Broke Down Podcast. My name is Jonathan, I'm your host, and this is episode 101. As ever, Broke Down Pod is proudly a founding community podcast of Osiris. Osiris Media is making podcasts and curating events about the things that you love. The fish podcast Undermine is still in season two and a must-listen for anyone who loves fish. Find that and so much more at OsirisPod.com. So it's been a few weeks. Life has been wild in the meantime, so thanks for hanging out, sticking around, and or coming back. This episode features Jeffrey Alexander, who has been on the show two times before. He and his group, Jeffrey Alexander and the Heavy Litters, have a new record, Elixir of Life, out now on Centripetal Force Records. You can grip it through Bandcamp at jeffreyalexandertheheavylitters.bandcamp.com. Before I play you the chat, I should tell you that this was recorded a few weeks back in late October. So time, appearing linear as it is prone, some of the points we suggest are future are actually now in the past. For example, Dave's Picks 40 is out. It's here. It's spectacular. I'll try and muster a proper review of the thing before next time, but I'm going to take this time instead to tell you that you should get your Dave's Picks 2022. Oh my gosh. Are we in 2022? Or we're approaching 2022, right? Again, time being linear is confusing. Anyways, get your subscription in now for Dave's Picks 2022. Early bird pricing ends on Wednesday night. I'm not paid to say that, folks. I just think it's a good idea. All right, last business before the conversation. Don't forget that you can find all the playlists and links to things from the show on the blog, brokedownpodcast.blogspot.com. You can find me on the Twitter and Instagram at BrokedownPod. Also, there are shirts available on Redbubble. Uh, Not just shirts. I think there's mugs and stickers and whatever. (laughs) Anyways, please hit the Redbubble link on the blog. There's a picture of a person in a t-shirt with the logo on it, so that should be easy to find, right? Anyways, let's get on with it. Here's my conversation with Jeffrey Alexander. I'll be back afterwards to launch you into some Grateful Dead, so stick around and enjoy. So, um, it's it, thanks for uh, sitting down and talking with me. It's good to have you back. You are a, um, a three-peat. This is your third visit, which uh, I think I think my friend Andy has done, but nobody else. So Hey, third, third time's a charm, right? Yeah, yeah no, we'll get I, it right. Th- thanks for having me back. I... Um... I was thinking about that. Yeah. The, the, but the, the first two visits to the podcast were pre-pandemic. Right. There was some time ago. I actually, I wrote it down. You were on episode uh, 32, episode 61, which is, you know, a little, not a bad gap. And now this will be episode 101, which is, okay. uh, yeah. So that's, that's, that's actually like, uh, that's, that's those are pretty good numbers. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a fairly consistent. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you back on episode 136. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Or yeah. Right on. <laughs> Thereabouts. Uh, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, so let's see, you've been, well, you've been doing a lot despite the challenges and the inability to do a lot. Right. Um, you've yeah. been putting out a lot of music, and uh, well, we're here to talk about uh, a couple of the new ones. You've got yeah. this group, the Heavy Litters, which I know I've mentioned on the show. I that that we y- it wasn't a thing last time we talked. 
Yeah. Um, and you're about to put out, I don't know how many actual heavy litters releases there have been. I have a couple. Like I have a tape right here. I got a record over here. Nice. But uh, And then there's a new album that was just announced uh, that I know we're here to talk about. Yeah. Um, and so uh, what's the name of that record? For some reason, I didn't put it in my notes. Um, the, the newest one, it comes out um, the first week in November. It's called Elixir of Life. Yes. Right. Heavy and, litters. Uh, yeah. That's a cool <laughs> group name, man. I like that. I like that a lot. And um, let's... Uh, for the benefit of the people who who all is playing with you in this group we've got some names that should be familiar to a couple people here yeah for sure um so um i guess the technically i mean yeah i guess the uh the official name is jeffrey alexander and the heavy litters litters like yeah lids <laughs> <laughs> and um um it, it, there's there's been um it started off sort of like a, a a larger cast of characters, but it 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 has coalesced uh, to to a four piece in the last two years, um, and it's um, Jesse Shepard um, from Elkhorn is playing bass, cool, and uh, Scott Verastro from Kahootek is playing drums, and Drew Gardner from also from Elkhorn is playing lead guitar. I mean, I'm playing some lead guitar too, but I'm, it depends on the song. You know what I mean? Like on the songier, more lyrical songs, I'm, I'm more of a rhythm guitarist because I'm singing, but you know, I, I, I play some, you know, some butt rock leads here and there myself, you know? (laughs) Anybody who has uh, listened to any of your catalog should know you are uh, quite capable of holding that end down. uh, The butt rock, yeah. But um, (laughs) lead guitar, (laughs) I mean. Uh, But uh, of course, uh, as a fan of Elkhorn, uh, hearing Jesse and Drew in there, uh, I mean, that's that's a great pair. Um, They already have a great sympathetic capacity to play together and i think that uh works well for the group yeah no they're 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 amazing musicians all of them um and um it's it's a really great opportunity to to improvise because like i don't i I don't have to like you know I'll, i'll bring them a song and i'll and i'll show them like a you know a chord progression or or an idea but i don't i don't have to like you know go very far because you don't have to they, tell people what to play yeah they yeah, just that's good it's really great the last record was i mean it was great it was a kind of a godsend like i just i, I loved it tripped me out in all the right ways you had these cats and some other cats playing on it thank and, you um and you've just found time i guess to keep working with these guys um it's nice to, that i know just they just announced an elkhorn release coming up real soon uh it's not set i think today on the day we're talking so that's pretty cool you managed to play some outdoor shows together i think uh, up in the philly area uh, um not much i mean um a couple things though right we 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 did one outdoor show in 2020 um in it's been that long <laughs> in upstate new york and then we did one show um an outdoor show in Philly in this summer 
and so that was Jul july i think no june yeah. june 2021 but i mean it's it's been rough i mean obviously like we can't i i can't i am not willing to play indoor shows and um you know i don't well i don't think anyone really should be but you know that's another story but um um we do have um an outdoor show this coming weekend i don't obviously it's probably going to be after this airs but it's um a halloween show with the full quartet heavy litters um in uh western mass this sunday cool. on halloween it's going to be outside at uh bell tower records in um north adams but you know this is probably going to air after that so who knows? it will but maybe maybe uh if you uh roll a tape you could slip me a track and we can yeah yeah right now yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, no i mean the outdoor shows they're they've been few and far between and you know everyone's trying to deal with the music and the pandemic and it's you know i mean it's hard like nobody can really make it happen yeah um, it's i mean yeah, there are groups doing it on really large scales, and there's definitely a argument to be made against that. Um, and you know, good luck to them, right? Yeah. But um, I mean, I'm not going to indoor shows, so yeah, I hear you. you know, I don't. Uh, I mean, I don't want to play them, but I mean, that's on me. But also, like, I don't want to attend them either, so I'm not. You know. Yeah. I I have stayed away but i will confess to you that i'm getting ready to go to some and uh and i'm nervous i'm nervous i i, I yeah. question the value of my decisions uh my whole family is vaccinated but you know it's still and i'm got my extra shot and all that but you have little ones right uh yeah my little ones are not able to be vaccinated so you know i mean whatever everybody's on their own trip so i'm not right yeah yeah and you know you got to make the right choices for you and that sounds like you are and that's good um but in the meantime you have managed to put out a lot of music in the past year i'd like to talk to you about that pick your brain about some of the stuff you put out yeah like you um you have a on the band camp you have your subscription in addition to the regular releases that anybody can pick up there's a, a subscription people can like can you tell us what people can get with that because there's a lot. Yeah, right on. I mean, I've been collecting, you know, I've been in a bunch of different bands over the last 25 years, and I've traveled a lot and played a lot of shows, and I have an enormous amount of, like, archival recordings, like, of, and it's all over the map, you know? Like, I play psych rock. I play experimental music. I play weird jazz music. I played you know, all, all sorts of different kinds of things, indie rock and, and everywhere in between. I mean, it's all been weird and it's, <laughs> and, it, and it all sounds like me, but just different versions of me, if that makes any sense. But um, it's a lot of different kinds of music and um, I have a lot of it. So I just, so I started the subscription. I started the subscription before the pandemic hit, but then once, once, um, you know, lockdown started and we couldn't, play shows or like, you know, I, I couldn't fly to, you know, record with my bandmates in California. I, it just, the subscription became more of a, 
more of a focus because you know what else you got you know sure. <laughs> we're all we're all we're all on zoom <laughs> so it's like <laughs> this is a version of that i guess um and so yeah it's like it's 60 bucks a year and every single month i i post a new thing for subscribers only and it's um uh i mean there's a lot there um yeah it's I, I'm not asking it. you really to list it all, but yeah, yeah, of it's, course. Uh, it's, it's it's people should check it out. I'll make sure they get the link. Yeah, the... I don't know. I shouldn't have said that it's sixty bucks a month. You can. I'm I'm not trying to sell it. I'm just saying it's you know it's it's not a sales pitch. I'm just saying like it's right. just, it's um it's it's well, what I got going on. What I want to say about that though is that there is good. There's a lot of value there. You're putting in a there's a lot of content that people get for in that subscription i think they should check that out um and and also you know there's been reissues right so like i want to talk about this yes the i did a rod oh look at uh, that the ghost the elf <laughs> the cat and the angel which is a very cool it's a 20th anniversary of this record yeah oh it, it's beautiful the pressing is what, what is this this was uh yeah uh feeding tube records who feeding tube so put much. it out and great stuff it's a it, i really i'm really really happy with with the pressing it's uh so that was an album I, I, that was never on vinyl it was a cd in in uh 2001 it was kind of like a a, a folk well it was a very folky project that i had um you know we did like uh I mean, we did like a, a lot of traditional material, but it was all, most of it was based on like Pentangle. <laughs> right. <laughs> With Pentangle versions of like, you know, child ballads. And um, uh, so last year I spoke with Feeding Tube about, about putting it on vinyl and, and um, uh they they suggested that that I have it mastered with uh, Caleb in Maine in Portland Maine from the band Big Blood he used to be in Cerberus Shoal and um, I um, and Caleb found all of these issues with the original recordings that I I didn't you know I had no idea about so he, he <laughs> I thought it was going to be like a, this like a really easy quick mastering job but he but he he was like no you we need to like do some work here so he like he like really <laughs> went in and like worked on it for for a while it was a, and and took out there was a lot of phasing issues that i wasn't aware of it was just you know when i made this record 20 years ago it was um i mean i didn't no, I didn't have the uh the experience you know with recording that i have now so anyway sure so he fixed it. He fixed all this stuff and like really like so the mastering job that Caleb did now is 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 just uh excellent. And and the pressing that Feeding Tube did it looks amazing as well. Like, you know, it was Oh yeah, the covers. It's like a soft gorgeous. matte print. Yeah. It's like uh, I'm really pleased with how it turned out. The CD itself, uh the original CD was a lot longer. And there was a lot of tracks on there that um, I didn't really, I felt didn't fit the vibe. So I left them off. So, so this, so this, this is now on vinyl for the first time, but it's also, it's a shorter, more concise album. And it's like, um, 
it's what the album should have been in the first place. So anyway. Yeah. In 2001, when you're making a CD and you're sitting mm-hmm. down thinking you're making a CD, you know, you've got 70 minutes and 80 minutes if you're totally. feeling, you know, and, and you, you use it, or at least you're comfortable pushing in that direction. When you make a yeah. record, you got 40 minutes or so. And, you know, it's, it's, it's different, you know, it's a little bit of, yeah. but, yeah, yeah. but, this this stands really nicely. It's very uh, it it hangs together beautifully. It's a phrase I like to use about things that deserve it. And um, thank you. Uh, tell me about Iditarod though. This was a duo, right? Yeah, it was my my ex um, who I I was with for a long time. Her name was Karen, and um, she sang and um, wrote lyrics, and I did all of the um, uh, I did all the music and the recording and the arrangements and so forth. Um, Yeah. And we, we, we got to Europe a few times and played around and uh, played a bunch of shows and it was, it was pretty cool for a couple of years. Uh, It was like 90, late nineties, early two thousands. So anyway, when you guys are really right there in the, like the leading edge of that, like, like new, weird american psych folk moment that happened in the early part of this century right i mean i think i think we i think we uh were ahead of that curve just a bit unfortunately because we, <laughs> we missed we missed any of the uh any of the fanfare that would have went on if, if we had just kept it up for a few more years but no <laughs> well you know you are in your own moment we missed it <laughs> right yeah well that happens all the time all right. i put out a cd that i don't think has any place in 2021 but uh you know it's the one i made so it that's the one too that's the one you made yeah cool we we should talk dead i want to actually ask you about something you mentioned to me uh the other day uh yeah in a direct message a grateful dead question um, to remind our listeners who surely have gone and listened to all 100 episodes prior to this one. Oh, um, yeah. You know, <laughs> right? You um, you toured, uh, you were uh, touring Deadhead extensively in the 80s, right? And uh, you the said 80s, to me, yeah. You said to 80s me the other was my day era. that n- the summer 90, was it, uh, was your last hurrah, your last run. In fact, the right up through the the final brent shows is that correct that's true yeah i I, um i didn't see that that whole that whole summer tour um because um well i had i had done the whole spring tour and i and and i'd been out to california a few months prior for like the new year's shows um to ring in the new decade um (laughs) and but i um this was this was like sort of like the the autumn of my uh, you know years for of the autumn season for me with the dead i i was already starting to lose a little bit of steam and um i mean i was still going to shows but i wasn't i wasn't doing every show and so right. that summer i did the entire summer the, the entire spring tour in 90 and then that summer i I chose to skip the bulk of it and instead go to the um, rainbow gathering, the, the national rainbow gathering that, so I was out, I was at, I was in Northern Minnesota in the woods with a bunch of, you know, rainbow hippies for most of July. 
Um, and then I got, and then I hitched a ride. I hitchhiked with um, some organic, <laughs> organic farmers from Tennessee that I met at the gathering that were like headed, they were heading back to Tennessee and they were going to drop me off in um, Indiana on the way. So, and they had a school bus. They had this giant, you know, a giant school bus that they had converted to like, you know, biodiesel. And they, I mean, you know, which was like pretty cool. early for, for that kind of trend. You know what I mean? Like most people weren't doing biodiesel school buses in, in 1990, but you know, maybe they were, I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I, so I was on, I, I got on the school bus. I hitchhiked on the school bus with a uh, 20, new friends that I just met and um, they dropped me off in Indiana at Deer Creek. And nice. um, so I, so I, I missed, I missed the entire that, you know, the beginning of the entire summer tour, but I, I saw uh, both Deer Creek shows and then all three Chicago shows. So I saw the, those were the last five dead shows that I went to. And these, those were also Brent's last five shows. Right. Uh, and, you know, well, what was your, like, you know, colored by experience and 30 years uh, recollection of, of the shows? I mean, good. Did you enjoy them? I mean, and I should also ask, what was pushing you away? Was it just life pulling you away? Was it dead shows getting too big, crowd getting too weird? Uh, I mean, I talked to somebody last night which is actually for the next episode who went to um three river stadium in that tour that summer tour and he was like that's just it was crazy this is it's too big um well, i mean it was too big i mean a lot of it got too big but also like i mean deer creek was not you know like deer right. creek only had like i mean what is it like twenty thousand something I mean, like 20, that 20,000 is big, but it's also a big like, shed, but, but it's, it's still, but it's not like, it's not 50,000. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not a stadium. Um, so it certainly felt more intimate, which is hilarious to say 20,000 feels intimate, <laughs> but I mean, I think part of it was that, I mean, part of it was, part of it was that, that, you know, the fact that like, um, when I first started going to shows, like, um, earlier in the 80s like it wasn't a you know there wasn't it wasn't all stadiums and then and then like and then it was you know and and it was like it's it seemed like the the best times that I had when I was touring were, were at like Alpine Valley or you know um you know Hampton or uh, or you know um Roanoke or you know you you know what I mean the smaller the smaller places because like I mean so so yes part of it was that it was getting too big but also part of it was just like um I mean I personally needed a mental health break you know like I I wasn't you know I needed you know drugs were involved and I and I, I admit it and I and I stopped I quit I quit cold turkey so I um you know I I mean there were like a couple of years that I, that of being like sober at shows, which was super cool, but also like, you know, it's harder. It's just a different experience. So, and sure. you know, whatever. So some of it was the scene and some of it was me, you know? 
It's usually so, how it goes. Sure, why not? Um, <laughs> I, I will say, I don't know if you if you heard. I, actually, this is probably the impetus of why you brought this up. Is uh, uh, but just to tie it in for the audience, uh, Dave's picks forty. Dave's pick forty. Dave's I don't know which is pluralized uh, is coming out here shortly, and it's those Deer Creek ninety shows. So just uh, announced, kind of, I heard. Yeah, yeah. Kind of looking forward to hearing the um, you know fully cleaned up mastered job dave's own audience tapes provide the ambience between <laughs> between songs to uh flesh out the uh soundboards which is kind of cool um, i think it's i mean i think it'll be cool i mean the 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 first show in particular i remember as being like incredible you know china rider helps slip frank seriously uh, yeah for sure yeah. terrapin station actually in that show other one Oh, other one, Morning Dude, closed set two of the first night. Like, good lord, that's um, that's that's well done. Yeah, and Terrapin, <laughs> like, I mean, it was it was, and it and like people talked about it as being like the best set of the tour. You know what I mean? Like, like, but there was, I mean, there was also it was also just a really special time for me. Like, you know, like I said, I hitchhiked there on a school bus. I got dropped off um like a couple days early <laughs> oh, so you get to float around indiana, and, and indiana so, for a and, minute. yeah and i i we found this they didn't allow camping overnight in, in in 1990 at deer creek they did in they did when i was there the year before in 89 but they stopped camping in 90 um you know the venue and so like i i've got a spot at a private campground nearby and i just booked it I was able to book it a few days early because I was, you know, because I was there early. But, you know, if if I had done it that day, there wouldn't have been any spots. You know what I mean? Because right. you just got overrun. So the I, I was at a private campground. I booked it for like a week, um, and uh, uh, it, it was only a few miles away, and it was like it was super cool. You know, like I could just like get I could hitch a ride to the shows and get go back and like you know, put my tent up and, um, the campground, <laughs> the campground had like a, uh, like a, a, uh, a game room with like foosball tables. And, you know, and, and we, uh, I, I was, they called the cops on me once the campground did, because like, I was like rolling, uh, drum tobacco cigarettes you know i was like rolling my own smokes and very suspicious yeah yeah they were like oh you can't smoke marijuana i'm like dude it's just tobacco and then everyone had a good laugh and the cops were like oh man i haven't rolled my own smokes in 20 years and i'm like ha ha ha, ha. <laughs> just stupid stuff but anyway i mean yeah, yeah. i mean whatever it's it was uh it was good memories and they, they were some good shows that first night especially in in deer creek was really good um yeah that's pretty hot that's a pretty hot show i honestly i haven't listened to it lately ever since they announced it i'm just kind of waiting for the discs to land because yeah. i figure that'll be keep it fresh yeah um, and then next night is really good too it's got a road jimmy so i'm happy it's got out the end of promised land uh they love each other desolation row good de but uh yeah set two victim of the crime P foolish heart plan china doll uncle john's come on what's not to like there Black Peter after space at a watchtower. That's good. That's good stuff. Apparently, they have to cut the U.S. Blues from the release. They couldn't fit it on there, but uh, I think we all know what that sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> they could have just cut Victim of the Crime. 
<laughs> I mean, whatever. I don't know. Uh, you know. I've seen some. I've seen a, a victim of the crime, at least one that was, uh, you know, made my skin crawl in. I think the desired fashion, not the. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a that's a weird song. Weird song. I still love what uh, Phil said about it. He's like, I don't understand why Bobby feels the need to sing that song, but I will defend to my death his right to do so. <laughs> it's like, okay, Phil. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and then right after that, did you go? You went to Chicago, right, for the the Tinley Park shows, rather? Yeah, I went to all, Chicago. There, there were th- three of those, I think. I I, I mean, my memory uh, is hazy, but nice. I went to all of those, and um, yeah, and those the and and that was when um and that was when I was like, you know, I think I think I'm need to take a break, and um, my touring buddies were like. Oh, well, you know, we're getting tickets for the fall and blah, blah, blah. And, but I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't dive in. So I, I literally have not seen a show without Brent. Um, so wow. I, I didn't continue at that point, but I mean, I got into other stuff, you know, like, I, yeah. I mean, I was like super into, um, I mean, throughout all of this, I was super into like, you know, indie rock and punk and, and, um, and I, I ended up, I ended up getting a job at a, at a, uh, or at a radio station by total chance at the end, <laughs> end of that, because I was working in a record store and, um, they were doing a, so this was after tour, right? And I was working at a record store and the local radio station was doing like a contest where like, you can be DJ for a day if you send us a, uh, um, you send us a postcard with like ten songs that you would play in an hour. You know, if you were DJ, you know what I mean. It was just like a cool. It was just like a promote, you know, like a promotion it's a little listener engagement sort of. Yeah, thing. yeah, it was interactive. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> send me a postcard of five Grateful Dead songs you'd play yeah. on a podcast, and uh, totally. totally yes (laughs) so i so i sent in i sent in a postcard with some songs and you know and there was grateful dead and there was like you know hot tuna but there was also like you know there was also like the fall and pavement and fairport convention you know what i mean like pentangle so so like and they and they were they wrote me and they were like we got your postcard and your eclectic tastes are very intriguing <laughs> so, so then they called me in to, to be dj for a day so they were like hey, this is our contest winner and he's gonna he's gonna be here at the station for the next hour and like playing some songs and while i was there doing that which was just i mean you know it's just a contest it was like you know what i mean like there's nothing to it so i was, so I was playing music and this was on like a really like high watt fm station that covered all of DC and Baltimore. It was at, it, the the tower was in Annapolis, Maryland, but it was like it covered like all of, you know, which like station the, was this? Bear in uh, mind that I've I've got some roots up there. So one hundred three point one FM WRNR. Oh um, yes, nice. I mean, it's a big. It was a big station. So yeah, and you know, it's like most of Maryland, a little bit of Northern Virginia. You know what I mean? Like they they have. They had powerful, powerful <laughs> antenna. And so, so like, while I'm in there, like, just being like their, like, little, 
you know, concert winner, you know, you know, whatever. It's, it's like, oh, this is so cute that, that our concert winner is going to, you know, yeah. our, 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 you know, whatever. So they, I'm in there like, you know, announcing the tunes. And while I'm doing it for the 45 minutes that I'm there, the, the station manager comes in. This is the guy who used to own like uh, WHFS 99.1, right. like the, the when it was alternative station. A cool, cool, much cooler version of WHFS. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So this is like um, the guy who used to own HFS and he's in there yelling with the station manager about like, why don't we have like, you know, why, why are you playing like all this old stuff? Like, why are you playing like Bonnie Raitt all the time? Like, why don't we have like cool new stuff like this kid is doing? And the station manager is like, is trying to explain to him that I'm just like a con, you know, like a, like a contest winner. (laughs) I'm not, not and, but, and he was like, give him a job. So then I got a job. It was nice. <laughs> so, so then, I, so then I was an FM DJ for like the next two years, like working every day. I had the they gave me the graveyard shift, midnight to six a.m. Monday wow. through Friday, and um, I you know, I had to have a voice. I was like, "Hey, everybody, you're tuned to one hundred three point one FM WRNR Rock and Roll Radio." You know, I had to do that <laughs> shit anyway. But oh, like, great. but I, I, so I, I think that's when I really, I think what, like when I stopped touring with the dead, I just dived into radio completely. You know what I mean? Like I was in, yeah. I was in radio before, but obviously now I was, now I was in the thick of it. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know, WHFS in the old days. Uh, so at that time, just for context for people who were not around in that area, um, yeah, uh, they were just the you know whatever the modern rock station, some sort of alternative. They're where you would hear, um, I don't know, the first first station in town to play Nirvana before it got onto the big mainstream rock station, right? But uh, totally. in the old days, um, they were you know a hit progressive station. My first copy of Jerry Garcia from the Warner Theater seventy eight had the WHFS call. Uh, tag on it between a couple of the songs you know a buddy of mine his roommate buddy of mine was at the show and his roommate tape stayed home and recorded it off the radio on a reel-to-reel you know and that's where my tape came from and you know that was a that was a great station back in the day and so this is the same owner who was at r&r when you were there and jake einstein is his name he i mean he passed away but he he was he was a i mean he he piloted the original hfs to be like one of the most amazing progress progressive stations um that i'd ever heard you know like when i was growing up as a little kid i listened to it from baltimore um and it, it was out of um i think it was out of wheaton maryland at that time um but it was a it was a solid station and then his son damien um was a dj for many many years and and i followed him and he would tell me amazing stories about like, you know, uh, just like, you know, hanging out with Little Feet and like, you know, Jerry Garcia band and just, you know, like all that stuff. Like, cool. Uh, so it was, uh, it was really special. But anyway, I, I was on the tail end of that because they, they, while I was there, they, the uh, WRNR um, 
transitioned into like a triple a format like an adult album alternative and and they didn't have a playlist they didn't have any kind of like it was totally free form when i started you know i could play whatever the hell i wanted you know like nice. i would play like I, I mean especially since i was on from you know the midnight to 6 a.m graveyard shift like i would have and i was the only one there like they would lock me in like they'd lock the doors so i would have to you know i would put <laughs> on like a 20 minute album side when i ever had to go to the bathroom or whatever you know right. what i mean like, like play whatever and every, i want and everybody who was yeah. actually listening would yeah. be like oh dude's got to pee or something you know? yeah but um <laughs> totally but so i could play whatever i wanted but then but then they when they switched to the triple a format it started with like oh well now here's like a list of the like whatever 20 songs that you have to play and you can pick some other things to like spice it up but it, it, it and then and then it just went you know what i mean and we just went downhill from there it just got really super boring so and then i quit anyway. <laughs> right on yeah moved on that's what we do i have friends who probably were listening in the time we were there and listening or heard you so i, I might have to check in i was, one or two I was a really terrible dj wait <laughs> i didn't have a dj name either they, they were like Oh, you're listening to Jeffrey on WRNR. <laughs> That's a good name, if you ask me. Um, I wouldn't come up with much of a DJ name either, so I don't blame you. My favorite DJ of my youth was Devon, and she was uh, she had the greatest voice on the classic rock station when I was a kid. Took me to a Laser Pink Floyd show too. Right on. Where was that? <laughs> that was in Norfolk, Virginia. Yeah, so Norfolk. Way back. Yeah. So um, I want to play everybody the spoonful from the new record, if that's all right. That thing is 10 minutes of just smoke show. And um, nice. I think it will uh, really just, um, I, I don't know. I, I, if that doesn't sell a record, I don't know what will. But uh, I hope everybody, I think everybody will dig it. It's pretty amazing. Um, Thank you. You guys really just... Uh, burn it right down so cool i can't wait to i haven't even heard the rest of it so i'm i can't wait to hear the rest um this is the, this is the only song on the on the album that has vocals <laughs> <laughs> well you know they're good so and it works so uh, i think everybody will dig it yeah it's cool because the uh, the arrowhawk lp that we put out last month is all like folk songs and and you know and just like very lyrical Yes, there it is. Yeah, so here it is. It, I mean, yeah, it's got Beowulf's Trip, which I think you put on another record, a different version of it. That, that was on um at, on a solo record of mine from a few I years. I have that ago. one right here too. Um, and that's no, how uh, I, that's actually how the band started because um I was asked to play some shows, and I needed to put a band together to play these songs. Anyway, so that happened, yeah. but, but that was pre-pandemic. So that but, you know. Yeah. I, you know, I, I grabbed this out and it's funny you went to it right as I was reaching back there to pull it out because this record also has Black Peter on it um, and uh, yes. Marissa Nadler on vocals on the backing vocals on it. She sounds just just amazing. Um, she and, is. Uh, and our friend friend of the podcast, Ryan Jewell, give, contributes a little bit too. Um, so, yeah, just uh, also a great record. All of these I will link for everybody so they can hear thank you some of this really cool stuff and um do you think we should play everybody some like 90 grateful dead or should we go further back do you want to call out something else that we should play that 
you know? Oh, I don't know. I'll tell you what, you don't have to give me an answer today. We got it. We got a few days before to sure. work it out. We'll find something pretty great either way. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for sitting down to talk to me. I'm excited to see whatever's next. Not only the rest of this record, which I've, you know, I'm excited to get my hands on, but uh, whatever comes next. And, um, you know, I hope the show, which by the time everybody hears this will be in the past, uh, goes well this weekend for you. And, um, and yeah, I look forward to seeing you play live someday. Uh, yeah, that <laughs> somewhere. Would be nice. Yeah, I, I, you know, Philly is not outside of striking distance with proper planning. So, uh, if you, yeah, maybe maybe I'll get up there to your local show one day, sometime in the future. Yeah, I mean, we might we might be able to swing a a southern trip in the springtime. We've been talking about it. We'll see. We'll see how um, how COVID COVID fares. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, I, I'm going to try to be optimistic for the spring. I um, hope so. Me too. It sucks. This whole thing has just been like two years of my life of just like really lame. It's I don't know. It's bringing me down, but you know what? It's bringing everybody down. So I, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and it's true. I'm not. Uh, yeah. Are you getting some writing done? I mean, I you you know you're mining the catalog, the back catalog, mining the archives. Do you, do you are you? This is something I probably should ask you. Let me get this. Let's back up and not be done for a second here. Sure. Um, okay. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're you know you're an improviser, right? A lot of your yeah. stuff is improvised. The Dire Wolf stuff, which we've talked about and listened to. Um, so, what do you? do do you i mean you you write some things do you like when you work on like your solo records uh are you developing yeah. i mean talk to me about that if you can uh yeah if, so if i mean like with dire wolves like every everything was improvised and and it was just it was like really it got to the point where we didn't even have to live in the same town i mean we don't live in the same town but we could just like get together and play because we were so familiar with each other and, and, and it, it was just free flowing. Um, and I miss that greatly, you know, uh, I mean, you know, like I'm in Philly, um, Brian and Arjun are in California, Sheila moved to Amsterdam. So like we, and, but we plan, we still plan to do all these things. We had tour plans, we had festival plans, but they've been canceled and canceled and canceled again, obviously. Because right. um, we don't, we don't need to plan anything. We can just get, we can just like get together even after months or I guess now years apart and just like play. But, um, and that's really awesome. And it's, it's magical and I miss it. Um I mean, with, with the litters, it, there's like some of that, but there's also, it's also song oriented. And so like, I'll, I'll, you know, show them parts and I'll like, be like, you know, this is a song that I wrote or, or I'll send them demos, you know, like home recorded things of, you know, this is what I want to record, you know, so they listen to it and then they get it. But a lot of the song to answer your question specifically, a lot of the songs like on the last album, um, just sort of came to me, like you know, like I they were they just I, I wasn't expecting to have these songs like 
pour out of my head and, and it just happened. Um, so, so I followed up on it, you know, um, but that hasn't happened in, in the last year. Like, I, I don't know if it's just because like the depression or the anxiety, you know, of, of COVID times has like turned off my brain or maybe those songs just appeared earlier because they, they needed to come out and, and there aren't any more. I don't know. Um, but um, I mean, I do have more material that I've recorded with the heavy litters that hasn't appeared yet, but it's, it's all jams. Like, yeah, I right. think maybe the songs have run their course. I'm not sure. We'll There'll see be more songs. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't know. Time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I mean, that I was long-winded. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I, I mean, I, I, I like long-winded answers. I, I don't, I'm not here to talk. I mean, the intros <laughs> on my, on this show, I like when I do an intro and an outro uh, recording, which I do always do separately, you know, they, it's like six minutes. I talk for six minutes. I'm here to, <laughs> I'm here to hear you. Um, but I will say, you know, the it, writing is, I've, I've written songs for 30 years and, and, you know, it's so, I'll be working and I'll work on a song and, you know, I've got one song that I'm working on and a couple that I've started and I've got this and then I've got scraps of things. And then there comes a day sometimes yeah. where I'm just like, I don't have any new songs to work on right now. I'll go fuck with this one that wasn't quite right or uh, whatever i'll learn a yeah. cover and yeah yeah just you know and then covers help a few weeks later covers do help they give you <laughs> yeah. weird ideas yeah. they keep your hands moving yeah then um and then you know then one day it's suddenly like oh shit where's the me just write that you know yeah. drop everything um and you, you gotta can. you gotta keep a <laughs> notebook handy yes well yeah. i mean yeah. i i've yeah. gotten modern so i keep my notes in my phone now but i also have paper notebooks yeah. i have like 10 million old notebooks of you totally know, stuff and totally and, i mean you, you know, don't you never know when that when 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 something's going to come out you don't know right yeah exactly but i'm a i'm very much a song guy like i'd be i'm lost in a jam i'd probably be lost sitting down to play with a buddy like i i i don't ever really play with people um it's a completely different thing so i i i totally respect the magic of improvising group improv uh, just as a listener and yeah. i can only imagine that it is way higher a high when you're in it um and i would miss that if i i, I mean i miss seeing it i can't yeah. imagine not being able to attain it as a player totally um yes so but it'll come it'll i hope come. so i hope so totally i mean you know i can't i wouldn't put a date i won't put a date on it but it's there it's out there <laughs> yeah um, so well we'll see i i mean i yeah i'm 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 not sure i mean i i, I have uh I have hopes for another Dire Wolves recording session, but we, you know, we've had, we had to cancel it twice now, you know, and yeah. 
and we've we've canceled the Milwaukee Psych Fest twice now, you know, and and like you know we're we're coming from like four different cities, different countries even, and we we bought plane tickets for all that stuff like <sighs> twice, twice we've done this, and and it's just like it's like ah oh, I'm like I can't I know I mean whatever I know it's just like okay whatever you can you can use the flight credit another time i'm whatever no, these are these, that's not these the are... same no that's not satisfying i, I understand that <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know i i i'm i'm hopeful that we can play together again but i mean i don't know maybe maybe we won't you know i don't well, know i'm hopeful too uh i I'm, I'm not trying to be a bummer you should, you can cut all of this out <laughs> uh, well I'll, I'll 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 get creative with it there's hope why not hope why not keep hope alive? Yeah, beats the alternative. Hey, man, thanks for having me back on. Uh, I mean, I love, I love to talk about music. I love to talk about the dead. I love to talk about my music. I mean, I just, I, I, I thank you for this opportunity. Oh, it's, Again, it's fun. It's my pleasure. Um, I, I'm happy to have you here. And uh, I, like I said, I'm excited about the new record, and I'm excited to share it. And uh, if, even if you hadn't come on, I'd probably be talking about it at some point. Right on. <laughs> you know, right on. This is cool shit, man. That's what I dig. So, uh, yeah, thank you.
All right, that hot track was Jeffrey Alexander and the Heavy Litters performing a hell of a take on Spoonful. I hope you dug it. You can find that and the entire Elixir of Life album at jeffreyalexanderheavylitters.bandcamp.com. Go to my blog, and I'll set you up with a link right there. You'll also find links to some of the other things we talked about. Now, you heard he and I didn't really know what Grateful Dead to spin. That was a couple weeks ago. I'm like, "Ah, well, we'll figure it out. We didn't until I did just the other day. So I thought more about it, and I realized the only good option is some heavy 67 dead. So after poking around, I landed on a pretty solid pick that I think you're going to enjoy. On June 18th, 1967, the Grateful Dead joined so many of the top bands of rock and pop for one of the legendary 60s festivals. As usual, the performance was excluded from all the film and records produced from the show. What show, you ask? The Monterey Pop Festival. A typical story is, you know, they didn't live up to the promise at yet another big show, right? But uh, perhaps this is the first of those? I don't know. Woodstock being on the list, etc., etc. Either way, tapes have circulated a long time, and I think it's a pretty good show. Pretty rocking. Exactly what the doctor ordered here. So I'm going to leave you with this shreddy, messy, psychedelic slop and a reminder that the blog is at brokedownpodcast.blogspot.com. The Twitter and Instagram are at brokedownpod. And I will be back soon. Until then, be well.
People, this is me again. I hate to cut things down like this, but uh, there's a crowd of kids, and this is to whom I'm talking, mostly to whom. Are you ready for that? Um, there's kids like crowding around over the walls and like trying to break down doors and everything, thinking the Beatles are here. And uh, <laughs> last kind of, all right. But uh, except that they're trying to break things down, crawling over ceilings and walls and like thinking the Beatles are here and they're not. You, those of you. And uh, they can come in if they want to come Beatles in. Beatles aren't here. Beatles aren't here. Anyway. Or, yeah, there's great things happening anyway. Yeah, except, except that, <laughs> just don't, um, you know, don't like bring down the ceilings and walls and everything and uh, carry on.